0: As I was sitting here tonight, don't know if what I'm about to say is for anyone sitting here or someone watching online. But the Holy Spirit said to me, said this, if life is overwhelming you, if you're going through something, you feel like it's just too much. He said, you should humble yourself and open up your heart tonight, even as I'm teaching, and ask God to fill you. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a strength that's available. Hallelujah. That's a grace prayed out that God is ready to release onto you. You don't have to take on life by your mind. His strength will flow into your spirit And you will be stronger than the enemy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You have to know when we are carrying such powerful promises. That the snake will come with all kinds of things. To seduce. To distract. And to confuse. But I thank God that the Holy Ghost is always miles ahead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord fill me. Hallelujah. Glory. And I love what the songwriter said years ago. We get lifted up when we lift him up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We magnify your name. Thank you for filling us now. Hallelujah. We will leave here with robust spirits, filled up, filled with fresh glory, fresh anointing, fresh fire. Hallelujah. Receive. Hallelujah. Receive. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for blessing us tonight in this study. Help us to grow spiritually. Teach us the things we don't know. We thank you for your faithful and promised. We give you praise in Jesus' name. I've been teaching on your personal pathway to your own destiny. That God aligns each and every one of us, with an established vision. And when you serve him faithfully in it, he shows you your own personal pathway to get to what he has for you. Amen. God has never given anyone life without a purpose. Amen. 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 It's only listening to Satan that will make you feel empty and useless. God has a purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The issue is whether you will have the humility to come down from what you think Amen. to find his purpose. Amen. Uh, I keep using myself as an example. Had I refused to submit to this and gone to Wall Street, I probably may have killed myself or some crazy thing may have happened. And then you say, oh, so that happens to preachers, too. Yep, anything can happen to anyone Amen. if you open up to it. Haven't you seen mega pastors commit suicide? Yes. Amen. Mm. It's being filled with God that matters. Amen. Well, when we studied before, I talked about Luke 16. And in there, Jesus taught us clearly that the way God does things in this kingdom is that he gives someone else something to do, and then he directs you that way. And then when you serve God faithfully in that which he has given someone else to do, then your own destiny manifests. But you say, if you don't do that, you say, who will give you your own? So we have to look in the scriptures so that we will not be defeated. Amen. One of the things I saw growing up, and I vowed that I will not go through that, nor will my ministry produce such frustration, that people serve God, coming to church, doing all this stuff, and at the end of the day, nothing has worked. Right. Nothing. I couldn't figure it out until I saw clearly that they were practicing their religion and not following what, what God has spoken. Many people are so busy trying to prove to the pastor that they are more anointed and spiritual. You can't get anywhere doing that. You're making tracks, but it's leading to nowhere. He laid it out for us. Maybe I should read it again, Luke 16. Because my desire is that you make your destiny. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for pouring into me. i pouring into them tonight. It's cold outside, but it's not cold in our hearts. Hallelujah. We have fire. Hallelujah. Yay. Glory to God. Bless the Lord. All right, look at it again. Jesus says, okay, Luke 16, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. So I keep explaining, that's what he does. He gives you a little bit. Then they examine you to see how you handle. Then they determine whether you qualify for more. So if you're faithful in the least, you will be faithful in much. I may shock some of you, may help some of you, may convince some of you, it doesn't matter. But you have to face the fact that this text, as I'm about to read, is telling you that your money and your relationship with God are so tied and it determines so much that we can look at your finances and know your spiritual condition. It's an uncomfortable thing, but, you see, because I've served God with so little money, with no money, but the blessing came down. You see, you have to face it. He says you cannot serve God and money. Yet, what he tells you that if God does not prove you faithful in the unrighteous mammon, they will not trust you with spiritual riches. Amen. Amen. So a broke believer is not the vision of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And being broke is not an issue of the amount of money. Being broke is the absence of the blessing. Otherwise, I cannot live with $300 a month total. And I never asked anybody for anything. And I was driving a car that took 10 miles a, you know, a gallon. 10 miles. So if I leave Faithville to come to church, I will burn a, a gallon and change coming, and a gallon and change going back. That's $10. So even going to the grocery store will require some talking in tongues. Ooh. If I go here, $10. If I go to church, $20. If I go get my hair done, $30. (laughs) You'd be calculating this. You need to pay attention. Let me read it to you. It's an uncomfortable thought. He says, If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, which is money, who will commit to your trust? He said, who will commit to your trust? Then why is it that God's children all over the world are broke? See, so the testimony is saying something. Because you have to pass the money test. Before you qualify for spiritual riches. Amen. Now, he didn't even say that they will not give you spiritual riches. He said, who will? In other words, who do you think is crazy enough to do that? Hallelujah. All right. I have preached you into ice, ice blocks, but watch. And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is yours? No. Right. So, I'm not saying that to make you feel bad. I'm just challenging you to see. That this is what the book says. And that the blessing is here for all of us. He said that God is rich to all those that call upon him. Beyond the amount of money you have, you need the blessing to sit on top of it. So you can't explain how the money is enough. The power of the blessing is that it suppresses covetousness. Because all you need are two eyeballs and a brain. And they'll keep coming at you. They're flashing it on television. You've seen cars. Oh, man, I like that car. Mm. Let me go see how much it costs. They're pushing you. They're pushing you. Because they're trying to make you fail something. It's so important. You must make your destiny. Say amen. Amen. All right. So he tells you. If you have not been faithful in that, that God has given someone else to do, nobody will give you your own. So if you're in ministry and you're not serving faithfully, you won't get anywhere. Amen. If you're in ministry and you're grandstanding and you're serving nowhere, nothing will happen. You can do it for 20, 30 years. Pray, fast, all you want to. Nothing will happen. Amen. People, I've seen people live and die and nothing happen because they will not serve anywhere. They're waiting for the mic. Amen. <laughs> Nothing will work. (laughs) All right, now. Okay, so now look at 1 Peter 4.10. It says, as every man. What did he say? Every man. He said, every man hath received the gift. So no one is empty-handed. No life is without the gift. Hallelujah. The greatest gift is Jesus. And he is full of grace and truth. And every man, every born again believer, every servant of God, male or female, you have received the gift. And you are commanded to minister it. God gave me this line years ago to deliver me, and I started using it. I want this noise. I started using it. He said that most people are waiting to run a race instead of running the race set before them. He said, "Run the race. Uh The one that set before you is God that said it." Stop waiting on the one you want to run. Run the one that is. I made up my mind early that if it is for God, nothing is beneath me. And I was not going to tolerate a parking lot with weeds in it. Haven't you gone to churches? You see grass growing through the parking lot. And everybody's going around. They don't know they've been had. Angelic reports on them will be negative. And I was talking to the guy. We're paying him every two weeks. And he always has a reason why the grass was growing. Or he'll go out there and be spraying the thing with chemical, and then it dies, you know, and looking all ugly. So I got tired of the, the grammar. I let him go. When he was leaving, he stole some things and whatever. I said, fine, I see where you're going to end up, stealing from God's house. <laughs> I went out, I went to, to Jack Peaks or whatever in Fairburn. Is it not Jack Peaks? I went there and bought all the lawn equipment, and I started doing it myself. Elder well, Bobby, if he remembers, one Sunday morning, I came to church, and I saw the grass was this high out there where the sign was. I went back home and changed clothes and brought a mower. I started mowing the grass. I the about ran out there and said, no, pastor, don't do that. You know, but this is a Sunday morning. I said, I don't care whether it's Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon. I said, but God's house under my care would not look like this. Amen. I said, let them wait for me. I said, all the worshipers that went past it to come in the sanctuary, they should have done this. And if, since nobody did it, they'll have to wait for me. I finished cutting the grass and came to church late. Amen. I started doing it myself. Amen. I cleaned out the back of the church. When I was cleaning it, that's when God said to me, I don't want church goers out of you. I want only sons of God. Amen. I did it myself for a whole year. Nothing is beneath me if it's for him. Hallelujah. All you young ladies believing to get married, you live in one room, and everything is everywhere. Hallelujah. How can God trust you with a house? And a husband? And children? You can't talk in tongues. And they clean themselves. And then everything starts jumping to... Mm. Come on, it's cold. I need to wake you up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Everything in this kingdom is like that. They give you a little bit and they see how you take care of it and then you qualify. Amen. You qualify. Amen. If God didn't believe that I can take care of this building, he wouldn't give it to me in the condition it was. You're taking this test every day. Every day. Stop making excuses for yourself. You are delaying yourself. So if you get home tonight, you see where you piled up these dirty clothes over here, and you piled up that over there, start tonight. Hang up stuff. Clean up stuff. Get everything in order. Tell yourself, okay, I'm working on my next breakthrough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get everything in order. Cook in advance. Hmm? Plan your menu. I got to my sister's house in England years ago. <clears throat> she said, uh, "So you, you 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 want to eat some sandwiches?" I said, "No, I haven't graduated there. I'm still very Nigerian in my diet." He said, "Well, go go look at the schedule." I said, "What schedule?" He said, go to the kitchen, look on the wall. And I went there and I saw the menu for the month is all planned out. You know what you're about to eat. Hallelujah. This is advanced. (laughs) (laughs) They had it all planned out. He said, my friend, you've been in America too long to still insist on eating this kind of food. You should eat sandwiches at least in the afternoon. I said, all right. You guys can be blessed eating sandwiches, but I know what I'm about to eat. <laughs> I'm only here for a few days. You can't convert me. 41 years later, I'm still not converted. <laughs> I eat them the same things. All right, But she, you, you saw thorough organization. It's amazing. The, that uh, Frank's wife that came here, you know, everybody calls her super mom. You can arrive at that house any time of day or night. Say what you want to eat. She knows where it is. She She'll going to put her hand and bring it out. Ask my children. Everybody knows. That's an incredible woman. She came into our family and just took care of everybody. Like we're all children. And it helped my brother be the head. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I remember when one of my brothers got married, and, and they didn't have a whole lot of money. She told him, don't worry, just get married. She recommended the lady, said, just get married. And I'll take care of everything else. I mean, we came in town, and I took our car and ran an errand. When I came back, she said, "Now, don't touch my car anymore until this wedding is over. I said, okay. We're not going to fight about it. Watch. I don't know where she went and bought a cow. A whole cow. (laughs) And brought it home. She prepared the entire meat. Did the whole reception. Set it up. That By the time the wedding was over, everything was ready. I said, what kind of person? Where did you grow up? Who raised you? <laughs> My God! Hmm. I said, what I'm accustomed to is everybody claiming to be Proverbs 31 woman, but they haven't read Proverbs 31. <laughs> All right, okay, okay. Some of you have already decided, eh, hey, not giving any offering tonight. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Okay, now. <laughs> what? As every man has received the gift, watch, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the He said, you've received the gift and you're commanded to minister it. Watch, now. I'm, I'm trying to open your eyes. Even though I'm Doing all this stuff. I'm trying to show you something. If you catch it tonight, it will elevate your walk. Amen. It's a minister your grace. Amen. One to another. As good stewards. Amen. What does that mean? That God has a responsibility resting on your shoulders, based on the gift he's given to you to meet needs. To answer prayers. Amen. And if you don't do it, They will hold you accountable. So when Satan is telling you to to segment yourself and to barricade yourself, he knows he's trying to impoverish you eternally. Because God is commanding you to use the gift he has given to you. And minister it as a good steward. A steward is somebody you entrust things with and they have to give an account. What did you do with the gift I gave you? What did you do with the grace I imparted to you? What did you do with it? You will answer for it. Beloved, this is one of the most important lessons you need to learn because many of you are focused only on fasting and prayer and you refuse to learn the process of God. Learn it. The way God has arranged this kingdom is this. God will give someone something to do. And then God will give you an opportunity to serve him with that someone. Then based on how faithful you are in serving that someone, you qualify to receive your own. He says, if you don't do that, he said, who will give you your own? It's something he said concerning money. He says, if you are not faithful, In the unrighteous mammon. He said, who will give you the true riches? Yet we overlook these things and we're fasting and praying. There was a man that was here once. He's teaching his children not to tithe. Because he regards himself as a minister. If they're going to tithe at all, they should tithe to him. And he taught his children rebellion. And then one day, boom, all his children rebelled against him. Why he was instructing them not to submit to me. Yet, it was when I showed up at one o'clock in the morning that his daughter was willing to talk to anyone. And I was able to get her back in line. Rebellion never pays off. Pride never pays off. You must understand that. More importantly, he says that the grace of God has been given to each and every one of us. And you are supposed to minister that grace. Meaning, the grace God has given you and is a grace that positions you to be God's answer to somebody's prayer. That's why you're placed where you are. And the people around you are supposed to get help from God through the grace given to you. If you learn these things, your life will change. God will start moving Married in your life, answers to prayer will come to you, breakthroughs will happen for you. Do you understand how this works? Learn it today and your life will not remain the same. Call today 770 3777 Yes, prime ministers, would agree with you. In case you've been disgruntled in church or in the choir or some ministry you are serving, We've had all kinds of battles in different ministries in our church, but I've watched God overcome them and the people grow spiritually. And now we're celebrating the mercy and the favor of God in those ministries. So you cannot run from those difficult situations. Iron sharpened iron, that's how you grow. That's how you develop. That's how you serve God. But if you believe this secular humanism, thing that I've even had preachers preach. Go to where you are celebrated, not where you are tolerated. Yeah, but most times spiritual growth occurs where you are tolerated. <laughs> where people hate your God. You he said, I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. <laughs> Get your face back in the word of God, beloved. Stop listening to preachers and their opinions. You will learn the ways of God. You'll be blessed. God will father you into great, great, great prosperity, enduring prosperity and faithfulness of God being made manifest in your life. Doesn't matter who is preaching these things or not, I'm putting them out there to share truth with this generation. And you see that God will begin to respond. Stop praying for the death of your enemies. Jesus said, love your enemies. Do good to them that hate you. You know this, hate you? Everything is in reverse. You come at things with the opposite spirit, and miracles happen. Are you ready? I'm excited. This is surgery, but it's a blessing. I believe it will produce miracles in your life. Receive it in the name of the Father, Son Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll come through this week tomorrow.